Le droit, finalement, je le sens pas. Ah, le droit, ça mène à tout. Ah, mais c'est pas la question. Ce qu'il veut, c'est s'installer avec sa minette. Mais le, le droit, je le sens pas. Pff, de toute façon, Antoine, si tu sentais quoi que ce soit, ça se saurait. Tu voulais arrêter le lycée pour faire pâtissier, imbécile. Oh, elle est rude, celle-là. C'est qui cet emmerdeur Revenu, Marie Balfon. C'est dimanche, quand même. Et alors Tu proposes quoi le dimanche Hein la semaine à l'usine. Everybody and welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies that really doesn't take itself too seriously. Uh, it is spooky month. Oh, wait, no, it's Bryn. And Jeremy. Yes, and hello. And it's spooky <laughs> month, and we don't take ourselves too seriously. However, <laughs> I will say, Dark Council, you are making that a little bit harder. <laughs> that is correct. Harder than usual, I would you say. However, I believe in us, and I think we can power through this and not take this too seriously. I'm going to fucking try, uh, because this week is the third week of Body Horror Month, uh, selected by the Dark Council, um, which this one's really, really stretching the definition of body horror. Um, we are talking about Martyrs from 2008, I think. Um I forgot to get all my little Wikipedias up. Yeah, it's 2008. Uh, yeah, Martyrs from 2008. And uh, yeah. Directed and written by Pascal Logier. Yes, but we're not going to talk about that yet. Um, I don't know. I, 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 uh, I want to talk, talk about, about it at some point. We're going <laughs> to talk about it soon. Uh, but if you're not familiar with the show, we talk about the main movie, halfway through the show because before that we talk about what else we watched this week <laughs> and jeremy i must ask what did you watch this week thank you for asking bryn you are welcome um so this past weekend uh, as i talked about on the bonus episode uh my family took a trip to branson missouri and uh at our hotel we did not have any sort of streaming services or any sort of on-demand video or anything like that. So we were left with the um, very um, antiquated pastime of flipping through channels to try to find a movie to watch. Oh, fun. Catching it about, you know, a quarter of the way in and being like, okay, let's watch this. And just watching most of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> what did you uh, watch? Edited with commercial breaks. And we ended up watching a lot of stuff because, you know, Nico goes to bed at eight and neither of us falls asleep until like midnight. Okay. So, <laughs> it's a lot of time to just chill in a hotel in the middle of the woods and watch movies. <laughs> so we'll get through these uh, one by one. I'm going to talk very briefly about each because I don't really have a ton to say about any of them. Um, okay, great. But we uh, we rewatched My Cousin Vinny, or three quarters of it, I would say. Beautiful film. Beautiful film. We love Remains it. beautiful. <laughs> um, a perfect <laughs> five stars on Letterboxd. <laughs> Still in our top ten on the rankings. Yep absolute gem of a movie right um and that's all i really got to say about that didn't it's really great. notice watch, anything new it's watch perfect it. yeah uh i also watched kingsman the secret service from 2014 
so that is um the third one that's the first one. Oh, that's the first one that's the first kingsman movie um okay this they're one called... stars taryn egerton who would go on to play elton john um yes colin firth samuel L. jackson um michael kane a couple other people uh mark hamill apparently is in it i don't really remember him there but he's he's in there somewhere um, that movie sucks dick. It's so bad. Um, it's such a piece <laughs> of shit. Can you imagine having such a dog shit filmography as Michael Vaughn or Matthew Vaughn? <laughs> what else did he make? Well, his first movie was called Layer Cake, mm. which was... Uh, People with... like that one, don't they? I'm sure they do. Um, <laughs> and then, well, okay. He did a fun little movie. Uh, I liked Kick-Ass. He did Stardust. Stardust is a really cute sort of Princess Bride style movie mm-hmm. that I really enjoy or really enjoyed. I should say I haven't watched it in a long time. <laughs> Kick Ass, which not, I remember liking it. Not the biggest fan. I don't know what the debt is, but then he did X Men, X Men, Kingsman, 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 and Argyle. What a bunch of dog shit this is! What a bunch of dog shit. Uh, do better. Uh, you better matthew vaughn what is yeah kingsman the secret service uh is about a like um james bond-esque group of british um espionage spy guys um who have like special gadgets and they wear suits and whatever and um it's a piece of shit it's really stupid and um (laughs) what did you have fun while you were watching it or like were you just like ugh? i mean fighting turning it off the whole time I definitely was fighting turning it off for the most part. Um, but I was like, I kept remembering like that certain sequences were fun. Like I remember the church sequence being really fun. Um, where, sure. Where um, Colin Firth kills like a thousand people. And so I was like, oh, I'll just stick with it long enough to get to that. And then we get to that and I'm like, well, that wasn't really that fun. That wasn't as fun as I remember. <laughs> Maybe the end is fun. So I kind of stuck through to the end. Mo had gone to sleep by this point. So I was like, I guess I'll just stick it, stick with it. What else am I going to do? And uh, no, it never really gets fun. The sense of humor is extremely Reddit. It's very, um, yeah, it's very like 2010s, like skirting the line, edge lordy stuff. Um, and then like uh, the main character, um, he like saves this Dutch princess who, as a reward for letting her out of jail, um, she's like jailed by the by the Samuel Jackson enemy guy. Uh, as a reward for letting her out of jail, she um, lets the main character fuck her ass. And that's like the big conclusion of the movie is like this, like this very pornographic zoom in on her ass, like in front of him. Um, Yeah. She says to him, like, if you let me out, I'll let you fuck my ass. Like she literally just says that. What the, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah. What the heck? (laughs) So next up is, um, uh, Adam's Family Values finally found a spooky one, for God's Good sake. Time. Thank this God. Is, this is a big uh, struggle the whole weekend, was trying to find spooky movies that were like at a point on their runtime that we could like actually get into it. Um, mm-hmm. Adam's Family Values, good time. Pretty funny. Um, there's it's a lot a of really good movie. individual performances in it. I think um, Morticia is incredible. Um, uh, as usual. As is Gomez. Angelica Houston. Um, yeah. Um, what's that guy's name again? 
it's not Raul Julia, is it? It is, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I don't, didn't want to say the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, he's incredible. Uh, the two camp counselors at the camp they go to are really good. And I looked them up, and they apparently are just nobodies for the most part. They were like, one of them was on like Ally McBeal. <laughs> that was like his claim <laughs> to fame. Uh, but they're both really funny and really uh, committing to their roles as, you know, overly enthusiastic camp counselors. Mm hmm. Lots of fun cameos in that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Nathan Lane is in it a little bit. David Hyde Pierce. Mm-hmm. Cute movie. So then we caught Thelma and Louise, which I thought I had seen before. You know, I've seen never seen that movie. I'm going to say probably a skipper. <laughs> I'm going to really? say probably one you're going to want to skip. It's not really that good. A Ridley Scott miss, huh? Yeah, a rare Ridley <laughs> Scott miss. <laughs> rare. But there's something really funny in watching it where um, I kept noticing. So it's from 1991, which is the year before um, Reservoir Dogs. And in this movie are Harvey Keitel, really? Michael Madsen, and Brad Pitt, who all go who all go on to become tarantino guys you know yep and i was just like laughing to myself like watching this like extremely feminine movie about like women escaping their whatever you know their shitty situations that they live in and just like laughing at the idea of like tarantino watching it and completely ignoring the women and just being like these guys are cool (laughs) rule i can't wait to put them in my movie Just calling his agent and being like, I'm watching this fucking chick flick. Can you get me Harvey Keitel? <laughs> so why do they die at the end? They um so they are escaping from um abusive relationships or whatever. And sure. um I don't really remember exactly like somebody is like gonna rape one of them and so the other one kills him and then they're on the run from the police uh because they don't think that the police are gonna believe them that they were murdering in self-defense and then at some point they like rob a convenience store and then they like blow up a truck and they like uh they arrest or they they um kidnap a a cop who's going to arrest them so they just like keep committing crimes uh over and over and over again finally at the end they're just like cornered by a million police cars and they're just like all right peace (laughs) (laughs) and they just drive off the cliff into the grand canyon and die (laughs) It, it like freeze frames, right? Yeah. So you don't see the the you don't the see the spectacular explosion. Nope, you don't. And um, are one they thing gay? Else, they kiss at the end, but I don't think they are gay otherwise. Hmm. I think it's just kind of like a last moment, like why not, sort of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say though, one of the funniest things about the movie is Harvey Keitel doing a Southern accent absolutely mm. dog shit <laughs> <He> terrible <laughs> southern accent he can't do it he well it's not even that his accent is so bad it's that like he only uses it for about 10 percent of a sentence the rest mm. of it is harvey keitel being harvey <laughs> keitel <laughs> and then just at the end he'll be like oh wait i'm supposed to be southern let me throw in a southern sounding word uh, y'all <laughs> <laughs> otherwise he just sounds like his normal ass you know new yorky sort of voice um yeah, very funny. Uh, so is the movie not fun? No, not a, no, it's a, a real drag, time? actually, I thought. <laughs> it's kind of boring and sad and not really a great time to watch at all. Wow, okay. That sucks. And that sucks. Uh, 
finally, uh, I watched Saw 5. Oh, one of the worst ones. Yeah, probably the worst one, in <laughs> fact. <laughs> it's funny. I uh, Some listeners of the show may know this. I have a Saw 3 shirt that mm-hmm. has become one of my favorite shirts to wear um, because it always has people commenting. Mm-hmm. They ask me, what's my favorite Saw? Yeah. And I've had to think about that a lot now. What's your favorite Saw I think movie? my favorite Saw is 6 or 2. S- is 6 the one with the... Um... With the, the, lawyer. Like, the health insurance yeah, guy. Yeah, the health insurance guy. Yeah, that, that one's, one's so funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing in that one is like when they do the roulette wheel of the interns. Yes. <laughs> and he just has to pick one to die. And you're like, this is, first of all, this is not in keeping <laughs> with the spirit of a jigsaw puzzle. These guys didn't do anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> but then also that this like intern, like who gets picked to die, um, like suddenly turns from this like meek little boy to being like, look at me. You will look at me when you kill me. <laughs> it's just so unmotivated. A crazy warrior yeah. prince all of a sudden. <laughs> you can tell that like Game of Thrones had come out at that point. And people are starting <laughs> to like be influenced by that style of writing. Yeah. Uh, I've been hearing a lot of great things about Saw 10. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited go- to go see it. Which we're going to go see uh, this week. Um, so I'm oh very yeah, excited. that's this week. Yeah, I really got to go. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> um, must. And then uh, yeah, so Saw Five is the one where um, they really like they really expect you to give a shit about what's going on with Jigsaw's whole uh, his whole cult and whatever, and like these guys who are like working for him. And um, this is when they really start to lean into the idea of like Jigsaw as this sort of um, uh, like this like sainted figure who's like helping people and whatever. And um, he's got this like cop who's working for him, a crooked cop who's working for him. And then another crooked cop is like trying to find that cop. Um, And there's a big problem in the fact that both of those cops look exactly the same. So you just keep confusing them with one another and like they don't have any character traits to differentiate them from each other they're just extremely similar <laughs> and um the i know puzzle... anytime any of the movies that like have those two cops in them which i've seen almost all of these movies i don't even remember their goddamn names mm-hmm. but anytime there's the fucking saw cops they've got very memorable names bryn strom and hoffman there you go <laughs> strom and hoffman i hate those guys yeah i want them not to be in the movies yeah they ever. suck and um, the puzzle in this one kind of stinks too. It's like um, it's the one where it's like a zoning thing. <laughs> like... This is the one that opens with a pendulum trap, right? And it's yeah, just like uh-huh. he couldn't possibly get out of it. It just cuts yeah. him in half. But I guess that's setting you up for like a later thing about how the cop guy is actually not doing jigsaw right, and then the woman yes. from the bear trap, it, it, she's I don't know Amanda. I... <laughs> Yeah, she she like, you know, tries to eliminate him because he's not doing jigsaw right. And um yeah, so this one it's like it's it's there was like a building that burnt down and there's like all these different people who were involved in covering it up or doing it or whatever. And it's like I just don't fucking care <laughs> at all about it <laughs> and the puzzles aren't good enough. They're not fun enough. And then the final one is like they, there's this big revelation where 
they were supposed to all have been able to make it through the whole thing, but they keep killing each other throughout it. Right. And like at the end, it's revealed that like they could have had an easily survivable last puzzle where they have to like buzz saw their hand open to like bleed into a cup. And, like if the cup weighs enough, then they get out and like they all could have let only a tiny bit of blood. But instead, two of them have to let like a lot of blood out. Yes. A- and um, and I was just thinking about how like it really gives up the whole idea of Jigsaw as like trying to help people when like they do both make it. They do bleed out and they they get out of the thing. And then once they get out there, it's just like they're lucky that a cop happens to be there, you know, investigating at the time, you know, to then be like, call an ambulance. Cause otherwise it's like, you know, in the first movie, it's like the guy did the puzzle. He did it. He cut his fucking leg off and made it out of there, but there's no like jigsaw's not waiting on the other side to be like, you did it, buddy. All right, let's call you an ambulance and get you, get you out of here. Like you still have to fucking crawl up from the sewer and like <laughs> go get yourself help. <laughs> Yeah, seems really dangerous. Yeah. But um, you'll you'll sure will appreciate your life since you're you not dying of cancer. Yeah, you you're sure dying fucking of, will. <laughs> of no foot. <laughs> you're dying of the fucking like medieval gangrene you're getting yeah. on your foot cuz you have to crawl through the sewer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very... looking forward to seeing Saw 10. Yeah, me too. Uh Bryn, what did you watch this week? Uh, this week, uh, as I said, I went to the Ren Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't watch any movies at the Ren Fair, but kind of got a lot of spooky, fun hot fall vibes getting poured in, poured rain on there. So mm. I, I was like, I want to watch something fun. And my friend, uh, actually, you know what? I wasn't going to talk about this, but me and my friend Allison, who I also went to the Ren Fair with, also finished uh, the new Cyan game called Firmament. Mm. Um. And I'm a, we're big cyan heads, mist, ribbon, uh, abduction, yeah. all very great. Um, but we finished Firmament, which is probably their worst game. Um, it is the puzzles are a, a little bit bad. Everything kind of involves this, like you have this like tool that is like sort of a interfacing with these little ports that do different things. Um, so instead of having to figure out which buttons to press, it's all this thing. So you're sort of just like pixel hunting sometimes, Mm. which is like not what you want in a good adventure game. Um, some of the puzzles are very good, even with this sort of like weird interface. Um, but the big criticism I have of it is that it is almost no story at all the whole time until the last sequence of the game, once you've finished all the puzzles, they explain to you what this has all been about, um, which is a very fascinating concept, which I don't feel like I should spoil here mm-hmm. um, in case you do want to play. But like, this is what's hard. It's like, I don't know if the juice is worth a squeeze here. Like, I had fun playing it. It's not one of their better games, but it is probably one of their easier games. Um but the story is really a really fun sort of sci-fi idea at the end. <laughs> but it, then it's sort of like you only really start appreciating it in retrospect. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, I see why all of this was like that. And it's like, it's just okay, but now I'm not you, playing the game. Yeah, you're not playing the game now. There's no, there, there's no fun in that. <laughs> 
yeah, real uh, pain in the ass. Uh, the whole love- point of adding story to a game, like if a game is a game, that's fine. But the whole point of adding a story to the game is to get you immersed in it, right? Like to 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 make it so that while you're playing the game, you feel like you're in a world, right? In a world, yeah, in exactly. World. And the world is very interesting, if not like very confusing. And you're like, why would any of this work this way? Why is all this weird random shit here? And they all it all is explained in the in the ending of the game. Like the puzzles are over. You then you read a bunch of stuff and it's like, oh, that's crazy. And then the mm-hmm. game's over. Um, yeah. So I much prefer a game where like even if there's like not much story to it, at least it's like kind of peppered throughout, you know. Like the first portal is one that I always think of like that, where it, yeah. like, there's not much to it. It's just a game mechanic and it's a fun little you know puzzle that you play. But you get little snippets here and there of like what's going on. And you're like, OK, cool. That helps me feel immersed. There's no big reveal at the end or whatever. It's kind of what I didn't like yeah. about Portal 2 is that it got too oh, handed with 2. the story. I liked how much story there was. Mm. I mean, I did like it. I enjoyed the game, but I definitely felt like. I don't know. It started to just kind of get a little too big for its britches. You know, it just started to be a little bit yeah. like, come on, <laughs> um, let me shoot the fucking portal. <laughs> so if if you've never played a Scion game before, I highly recommend starting with Abduction, which is probably their best game. Mm. Um, the one right before for Uh and Then if you simply must find out what's going on, either look it up uh, on Wikipedia because the Wikipedia explains the ending. And um, if I could recommend any- against anything, if you are under 10 years old, don't play Mist. You're not going to be able to figure it out. Uh, I had yeah. Mist on my computer when I was a kid, and I was like, I never got past this, like, f- the first bit because I was just like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm eight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I was like nine or 10 when I finished Mist. Yeah. Uh, it was, it took me two years. It was very difficult. And then it's funny because I they released it on Switch. I hadn't played it since I was a kid. Um, and I finished it in four hours. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this game isn't hard at all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I watched the Let's Play of it, you know, <laughs> as an adult. And I just like watched somebody just go right through it. I'm like, well, that all seems pretty fucking easy now yeah. that you look back oh, on I it. Oh, I see. They get harder. Riven is very difficult. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, uh, it's really good. Riven is great. Um, abduction is incredible uh the other thing i wanted to talk about was uh i watched the first season of the when did this come out 2003 british television show peep show oh yes uh, <laughs> finally <laughs> yeah i watched i watched peep show one of my um, all-time favorite comedies easily so funny so yeah. uh, well let me temper that uh the first season is pretty funny. It, mm-hmm. There, it's it's a little, it's very dry, um, it's very awkward. I think the last episode was the first episode that made me like, like burst out laughing, like because you know the whole show. I'm like sort of like, oh, yeah, this is awkward and funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the last episode, I believe, is the one where Jez pretends he is dying to fuck uh-huh. Tony again and yeah. that that episode has some fucking hilarious stuff <laughs> in it um so i think it i think it and then i started watching the second season as well um I'm, they're, they're really short i think it's only like six episodes per series yep um 
but the the second s- season opens with this uh joke where Superhands is smoking crack and mm-hmm. he like walks over and he's like I tell you what that crack is really more yeah <laughs> and that <laughs> killed me um yeah this is incredible a little, stuff this is a little bit before it's always sunny in Philadelphia mm-hmm. um and so it feels um even more dark than that show um mm-hmm. in that like mark is sort of like in, in in it's always sunny they're pretty immediately just fucking idiots like their darkness kind of grows and changes with when how they're figuring out the characters but at this point they're cartoon characters right like they're not real people you know they're like stupid in a looney tunes way where they like can't read and they don't, you know, they mm-hmm. don't understand anything. Um, this show is, is much darker because they feel like real people. Yeah. And like Mark is a guy who you kind of are set up to think of him as like, Mark is a uh, Dave, uh, David Mitchell. Jez is Rob Webb. If you haven't seen, if you know who those people are, um, I, I was a big fan of Mitchell and Webb look. Mm-hmm. Um, really big fan of that show. I've watched all of it, but I'd never seen Peep Show. Um, and the reason I brought up Allison is because she was like, oh, it's one of my favorite shows. You got to watch it. And I was like, all right, I'll finally give it a try. Um, and uh, yeah, Mark is sort of the straight man at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's supposed to be the he's I don't know if you've seen a bunch of British comedy shows, he kind of has the vibe of like the guy you're supposed to relate to um, sort of the straight ahead, like guy who's not trying to be super crazy. Um, but as the show has gone on, I mean, it's only in second season. He's just like, so insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like as a really deeply evil, like narcissistic, like misogynist right winger, mm-hmm. like, but he's like, you get to hear, if you never heard of this show, um, it's all shot from a first person perspective, literally POV TikTok, but doing it correctly. <laughs> right. Um, and and most of what happens, like most of the actual like dialogue of the show is people's in their internal monologues. Right? right. So you're constantly like, and it's really interesting how quickly they train you to understand that. It's pretty impressive if you think about it that like you can have a scene where like mark and jazz are talking to each other and then you'll hear mark's thoughts and you're yeah and you know that he's not saying that out loud but it's, i don't think they do anything different with his voice or anything it's like, like that. ever so slightly low pass filtered mm-hmm. but it's like it's not an echoey really it's it's they it's so subtle but you get it it's yeah. like mixed slightly closer. Um, but like the style of comedy of the show will be that there's an exchange between them and then you hear Mark like undercut it in his head. Right. You know, like that's the way that that'll that that'll happen. I love like I mean, I think the the monologue jokes are the best, right? That's the best part of the show. Like the stuff that happens is funny, too. But I always find myself laughing the most at like like in the fr- I think it's the first episode even where like um Mark is reading the Stalingrad book and he like he puts <laughs> yeah. it down and he's like he's like well we ha-, like he like compares like the struggle of reading a big book to like what the soldiers went through in <laughs> Stalingrad and then he says like well it's not really like that but it was a very big read and he like pats <laughs> the book 
<laughs> so proud of himself for reading a book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's awful. Like he's yeah. just one of the worst people. And I mean, Jazz is also awful, but he's, you know, pretty outwardly like more cartoony. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm liking how like freakish Mark is slowly becoming. Yeah. Um, where he's like, can I just be friends with this Nazi? <laughs> uh, um, he like breaks into Sophie's email. This is getting into season two stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really liking it so far. Uh, it's very funny. And I'm, I'm from what I understand it, uh, just gets stranger and funnier. Um, yep. it's a good show. And it really so- is one of those rare shows that I think like, I don't know that it gets better as it goes, but it at least like maintains its level of fun. It never gets less funny. There's never a, there's no bad season of peep show. I don't think. Yeah. Check out season one of peep show. I would recommend it. It's only six episodes. They're only 30 minutes long. So it's, it's three hours. It's like a little movie, Uh, nice little bite size, funny stuff from yeah. these guys. This was like their first thing. I think they had a thing called uh, the Mitchell and Webb situation which is like a TV show, mm-hmm. sketch comedy show that only lasted one series. And then they did a radio show after this, I think. Like right right as Peep Show came out, it got really popular. And then they got back, they got to do that Mitchell and Webb sound, which is a radio sketch show. Mm. And then they got Mitchell and Webb look again, like three years after this, after Peep Show came out. So they were doing them both at the same time so they're really big guys uh they're just some of the funniest people around so recommended yep big time recommend for me all right let's get into our feature presentation which all right is, <laughs> which is the dark council's pick of again i didn't pick this do not don't blame me do if not you message my wife you. uh don't <laughs> <laughs> don't don't be mad at me uh this is from 2008. It's called Martyrs. It's directed by Pascal Logier. 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 Um, Logier. Sure. It's a uh, French and Canadian film. Um, it's a torture porn movie, mm-hmm. I would call it. Uh, it's about a little girl who, in 1971, uh, escapes from a torture dungeon. In This is supposed to be in France, right? I assume so, yeah. I assumed it was in France. Uh, yeah, I think it's in France. So she goes into an orphanage and she befriends, her, uh, she befriends someone named Anna, another little girl. Um, and then 15 years later, that's sort of the setup. 15 years later, she finds the people who tortured her in a torture dungeon, who is like a little family. This feels very uh, funny games, this mm-hmm. part. Um, but for only for like five minutes, you get to know this family for like one little conversation around the dinner dinner table. Yeah, they're all like having cute family talk where they're like, like the son, I guess, finished high school and he's trying to figure out what he's going to do next. And the mom is like, "You're not going to do anything next. You know, you're just going to fart around because you she's always a, do." And a stuff. huge bitch. I mean, she's really yeah. mean. I don't know, like, if the acting or humor is like not translating there but that was really strange i was like what is happening yeah. uh and then it doesn't really matter because uh lucy grown up now um bursts in and kills all of them with a shotgun yep and then the rest of this is that anna comes over 
and is like, wow, you killed them. That's crazy. I'm going to help you clean up. Yep. Um, and then we get a bunch of stuff where the director decided that we would be bored <laughs> if the movie just like was about their relationship and like her dealing with this. So mm-hmm. he personifies her guilt as like a, a demon grudge type demon. Yeah. Like a, a grudge ring style, like dry blood, green tint, yeah. you know, like wet straggly hair. Uh, bent over all weird sort of a woman a who contortionist just appears lady, yeah. and uh, she appears and, and attacks Lucy yeah. yeah multiple times they they try mm-hmm. to do this happens like three to four times where the demon lady appears and is killing Lucy but it doesn't like matter uh, because she can't actually she's just hurting herself is what yeah we is get revealed. a reveal towards the end of Lucy's segment of the movie that um, yeah that the that it's not real. It's just a vision that she has when she hurts herself. But this demon thing has been telling her, you have to get revenge for what they did to you and for what they did to me. We also get a reveal that this, this guilt monster woman is actually a woman who was also in the torture dungeon who Lucy uh, left behind to save herself. Not that she like really could have done anything yeah, because but she was she, running. Like, saw but, her like, and was like, I'm sorry, you're going to die. I got to go. Yeah. Uh, so she runs away. Um, as a little kid, that's the reveal. Yeah. So, and at uh, some point in this segment, um, Anna finds that the mom of the family is still alive. She, you know, has a hole blown in her, but you know she's alive. And so she's like, "We're going to get you out of here. I'm going to take you to the woods, and then you're on your own." And then Lucy, you know, notices and then beats the woman to death with a hammer. Fucking mm-hmm. knocks her brain open. Um, right, and, and then- all of this stuff is. This movie is interesting because it's really two movies, you know, <laughs> like Lucy is set up at the beginning to be the main character and then she dies and then we get a second movie after that, basically like a sequel to the first movie. <laughs> I guess if you can consider the less half of this movie a movie. That's true too. That's <laughs> and not a, so, so what happens is, is that like uh, Lucy is then once again plagued by the demon lady who mm-hmm. is killing herself. And then uh, Anna tries to save her or whatever. And then she slits her own throat. Um, yep. So Anna's sort of left there to. Well, yeah, what happens is bury all the, the bodies because the demon thing has been telling Lucy to get revenge. She kills everybody, but the demon doesn't go away. And so she's like, this thing's never going to leave me alone. I'm out. Peace. And she slits her own throat. and dies. Right. Um, so then Anna is sort of just like dicking around in the house. She yeah. finds that there's a hole. I guess she's just hanging out there instead of leaving for some reason. Yep. Uh, she finds there's a hole and she finds like there's this whole underground torture room. Um, this sort of like minority report looking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this horrifically tortured person uh, who has a, importantly, which I'm going to criticize later on, uh, a metal blindfold on that's yep. like stapled to her head. She tries to help this girl uh, get it off, which she does, but she's just like gone completely crazy and feral. Mm-hmm. Um, she's trying to help her. She tries to cut her own arm off. Uh, but then the, the secret society people, cops come in and blow her away. Yep. Uh, and then we are treated to um, an explanation of what's going on, which yep. is very vague. Also, there's apparently a secret society that is, gets together and tortures little girls to try to make them see into like the other realm. Yeah. They have these like pictures of people who have like died in the past 
who like uh, they're like in a catatonic state right before they die where they believe that they can see to the other side. And so they are trying to replicate this experience um, of somebody who's like in so much pain and about to die uh, and and try to get them to tell them what's on the other side. Right. They're trying to hold them in the space between life and death so that they can like hear them find out what's on the other side for some reason. Yeah. Um, so then the next fucking half hour of the movie is a goddamn cold play video for some reason that is also about torture yeah. uh, where they just slowly and boringly torture uh, Anna and monotonously too I will add I mean you we meet this woman who's in the basement who she you know s- tries to save and this woman has a thing stapled to her head she's got cuts all over her body she's emaciated like there's all sorts of yeah. shit that has clearly happened to this woman in Anna's sequence, I, I mean, I, I hate to sound like I want I don't, I, I don't this woman want to go this. through more, right? But but I mean, all we ever see is she gets like punched and like, <laughs> she has to eat gross soup. And, like they literally, curse her. they fucking cut her hair, and you're supposed to be like, oh, they cut her hair. Torture. This woman oh, no. had a fucking thing stapled to her head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, they make a the the criticism I had about the the thing stapled to her head is that they make a huge deal about like the eyes. Mm -hmm. They're like, Oh, that's the look. That's the fucking martyr. Look. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then they staple like a metal over this woman's eyes. Like, how are you ever going to know? How are you going to know? You're going to miss it. So I don't know. She fucked up. Um, So yeah, they slowly over a really long time with really, this movie has a real 2008 music problem Mm -hmm. um, where it's just like, slow piano and yeah they might as well be playing clocks over this it really sounds it was so bizarre um and then they take her to a hospital room and then take all of her skin off yep uh one of the only kind of cool images in the movie um where you know i'm not a torture porn type of person uh but i gotta admit this kind of looked cool they mm-hmm. like kind of hook her up, they chain her up, and she's and then she's like just has a face, and the rest of her is like muscle. She looks like Inside Out Boy from the yeah. <laughs> from uh, Kablam. Yeah, 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 um, or something. I think it was like the kid who went on a on a swing set upside down. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, it might have just been an interstitial segment on yeah. Nickelodeon. But um, yeah, so she's all muscle. Um, and they're like, we did it. She's definitely on the other side. She's gone beyond. Uh, <laughs> and so they, uh, there's apparently no system for this. Like they just call up the head. Like we did it. Yeah. Come better quick. get over here yeah. quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a, it's not like a very precious thing or anything. She, yeah, it's like, not like we've set over. this up to be like a momentary thing that we're trying to prolong. Better get right. over here. And then, like, she gets there and she, like, walks down there. I'm like, bitch, run. <laughs> like, this woman might be fucking dead by the time you get down there. Right. Uh, also, this lady looks like a spy kids villain. She's wearing, like, a. <laughs> she looks like an Orthodox mom. <laughs> She's looking like a turban and weird, like, sunglasses. Yeah. Very strange ca- costume design here. Uh, but she, like, is like, can you see it? What'd you see? And then Anna says something we don't hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of these old, weird, rich people come from all over the case or whatever and they have like a little meeting and they're like we did it we made a martyr yeah this now is mademoiselle so cool. is gonna come out of this room and she's gonna tell you guys all about it 
She's all right. Tell you all about it. Let me go get her. <laughs> Walks down the hall. <laughs> Uh, and it's then like, what he, is the fucking point of all this? I don't like, know. And then why she, is she already out there? You know? <laughs> she, yeah, exactly. But she's in the bathroom taking off all of her makeup and turban and stuff. And she says, um, can you imagine what the other side, like the afterlife would be like? And the guy's like, Hey, everyone's waiting. And she's like, <laughs> he's like looking at his watch. He's just like, we got people out there waiting for you. I mean, this was kind of a weird way to structure this event. I mean, In everybody's kind of kicking yeah. dirt, just kind of like waiting for you to come out. So maybe we could have like, I don't know, planned this a little better. Maybe somebody was walking you to the to the the stairs. I don't know. Just I don't know here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she uh, she says, but can you imagine? He's like, no, I can't. She says keep doubting and then offs herself with a gun yep. and then credits uh and then we get one last look at anna um all fucking inside out boy and whatever yeah. and uh, uh just because it looks they spent a lot of money on the effect i guess mm-hmm. and then and then that's all yeah that's the movie uh this movie fucking sucks <laughs> yeah, i fucking <laughs> hated it <laughs> I can't believe like this movie uh, came out in 2008. I remember hearing a lot about it, about it being a brutal, one of the worst, you know, most difficult to sit through. Mm -hmm. Uh, IGN named it one of the best horror films of all time. Number 32 in a list of 100. Rolling Stone included in 2021 list the greatest horror films of the 21st century. Um this movie is fucking unbearable. Yeah. It's not scary. It's not even that gross. Yeah. Okay. It's, I'm going to say something. Maybe I, ca- I was, I was <laughs> bracing myself. Like I yeah. was making myself uncomfortable and I, I woke up feeling weird already. Like I wasn't having a great day and I was like, Oh, this is going to be really tough. Everyone was like, mm-hmm. Oh, what a tough movie to watch. And I'm just like, when is it? When does it happen? When does it happen? When and I felt like I was part? on pins and needles the whole time. And then when they took her skin off, I was like, wait, what is... We don't even see it. We don't, we don't even see even them see take it. the skin off. We Again, don't see the cuts. <laughs> not that I want to. I didn't want this movie to be that gross. Like, I, I didn't want to watch this movie because I was expecting, like, a hostile style... Yeah. You know, and, and to be fair, when she takes the staples out of her head, like there's gross stuff in the that's, movie. That's pretty gruesome. And when the woman is like trying to cut her own arm off, that's pretty gruesome. Uh-huh. And I'll even say the grief monster, even if it's a little hack, that's pretty scary too. It's that's hack. So, that's so sure. pretty good. But like, you're, you know, you're you're building towards a crescendo here. You're talking about, you know, like you're torturing this woman until she's almost dead. You've shown us all that stuff. And then all you do is punch her and like spit in her face. Embarrassing. And, like, and, and, <laughs> and, and then you get the sequence where this woman's like, you're doing so much better than the others. I'm like, you haven't even fucking started on her. She yeah, just you're has just some bruises. Her, you're, you're feeding her gruel. <laughs> she has to pee in a bowl. Is that torture? Yeah. And, and, I, I just like, I mean, maybe it's just because I just rewatched the Game of Thrones season where they torture Theon, but I'm like, that's just regular TV and yeah. it's worse than this. You know, like you see Theon's fucking fingers get peeled on screen, Ugh. you know, like that's 
fucked up. This is like, I'm like, I don't know. Show me something here. Make me fucking squirm a little bit. Right. I was going to start sake. this. I was going to start this segment saying the stuff I liked about it. I couldn't hold it in. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't hold in my true feelings about it because I fucking hated this. Um, but I will say the movie doesn't look bad. No, it doesn't. It's it's a it's a pretty competently pretty, shot, I would say. Pretty competently directed. Uh you know, there's some really beautiful shots just of like people's faces, like the way it's framed. Mm-hmm. It's it's not bad. The coverage of Anna when she's all flayed up and stuff, pretty good. Pretty cool looking, I gotta say. Uh that kinda ends there though. Like there's not <laughs> I, I can't really say if the acting is good because it's all in French. Mm-hmm. Um but like once they get into explaining what the movie is about, I was like, Ooh, is this movie going to be about Jeffrey Epstein stuff? Like there was a moment where I was like, Oh, wait a minute. This is a kind of interesting idea. Like mm-hmm. rich people torturing. And it's like, okay, maybe he couldn't like do pedophilia because of like sensors and he wanted to show it. Right. So maybe it would be about like their, they're trying to like extend their life or something. Maybe there's like some metaphor. No, nope. he didn't really think this through at all. Um, the, the, the quote from him on Wikipedia is uh, that he, what did he say? He, he said, said he's very Catholic. <laughs> he said he's very Catholic and he wanted to show something about Catholicism. Whatever, man. Whatever, I don't know. Man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Get real. <laughs> Uh, he wanted to force a, a, a Foster notes. Gwendolyn Aud- Audrey Foster, who is a literary professor, uh, says that it is the nihilism is complete and impossible to dismiss, making it a far different experience from other extreme horror films. Uh, exists in a world in which evil triumphed a long time ago. Foster also notes Lagier's intent to force the film's audience to bear witness to the pain of the violence represented, writing that its viewers become martyrs in a sense. Mm. Um, I don't know what this is supposed to mean. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what it means to share pain as a process of communion. Um, I don't know what this movie is trying to do. I, I, I don't think it's trying to do anything. This is, yeah, this is to me the real kind of like, criticism that people have of torture porn where it's just like i don't really want to see torture like that's not cool and if you're a kind of person who likes that this is already this is also bad like yeah (laughs) if you want to see that you could watch uh what is that movie august underground Mm -hmm. like there are movies where it's just like shit i take hostile over this yeah I take hostile over that this at least all is day. More, is more inventive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and again, like I, I said about- before, like you could watch fucking Game of Thrones and see more gruesome violence than this in a right. regular episode. Not even when they're torturing Theon. When you see somebody's fucking, when she goes out in the fucking rain and cuts her throat, it just looks like they just put a little blood across her neck. Like, yeah, fucking Game of Thrones, shooting blood out. You know, show me <laughs> something here, for God's sake. Yeah, it <laughs> cost almost nothing to make. It was a two point. Eight million dollar movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, excuse me, two point eight million euros. Euros. So I don't know what that was at the time. <laughs> it made no money back and made one it, million dollars. Well, interestingly enough, it's two point eight million euros and one point one million dollars. So right. somebody, somebody want to go back in time and do that math? Go right ahead. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. 
Um, Seems like it didn't do great. (laughs) Yeah, this movie kind of gave me the same feeling I got when I rewatched Boondock Saints. (laughs) Like, just a very stupid guy who is trying to pretend like he's an esoteric genius. Yeah. Um, Even with, like, the end end of the movie, like, she she blows her fa- the mademoiselle blows her head off um which i will say that's kind of a good effect i love mm-hmm. when people put a gun in their mouth and you can see like the the like yeah, light the cheeks inside puff out a little bit yeah uh that's a good effect um and then it like cuts to a card of like the dictionary yeah. of like <laughs> Miriam webster defines martyr as <laughs> witness for the greek witness like Okay, so <laughs> yeah, um, you're right though. That is very Boondock Saintsy, and in general, just this kind of idea of like somebody who took a literature course in college, and like their professor pointed out to them something is like parallel to biblical language, you know, and they're like, yes. "Oh, that's how you make something art." Is that's you, how you make it cool? You, you make it cool by adding some some biblical stuff some, to some it. Some Latin there, yeah. <laughs> um, but but there's nothing being said here. I don't feel that like there's there's nothing interesting in the idea of this movie to me uh, in terms of like uh-uh. I, I don't know. Like I guess there's something kind of interesting in that th- they have this little whisper moment at the end, and whatever she says to her makes her kill herself. I assume what she says is I saw nothing. Right? She's all flayed up and dying, and she says to the Mademoiselle. I saw nothing. There's nothing there. And then the Mademoiselle realizes what she's done to all these people is for nothing and then kills herself. That's my assumption, right? I don't think that's what this guy actually intended, though. I feel like <laughs> I feel like he had some idea of like she did see the other side and confirmed to the Mademoiselle and and she's killing herself to to get there or some shit. I don't know. It's it's really doesn't. I've I've been thinking about this because it's like okay, if she said I saw an end to pain or like a beautiful world or whatever, it's like okay, if there is an afterlife and you already believe that there's an afterlife so much so that you're torturing people so they can see it to make sure, like you're already old. Mm-hmm. Like what I don't. Okay, why didn't you kill yourself a long time ago? Have some right. faith or whatever. <laughs> um, but then if she says, I didn't see anything or, you know, it didn't work or whatever. Fuck no, you. no, no. I think she says, I definitively saw nothing. You know what I mean? Like in. Um, oh, I mean, like in Game of Thrones, when when they bring Jon Snow back and he says, there's nothing on the other side. There's nothing there. And if I die again, don't fucking bring me back. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, I assume that's what she says is is you know she says like I saw definitively that death is the end there's nothing there. But even if that's the case then why kill yourself? Then because she's now stricken be- with the guilt of having tortured all these people to to find out what she already kind of knew so deep I guess down. <laughs> death really is an escape? I guess. I don't really get it. Like I, I, and even whatever it's trying to say is stupid. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if that is is kind of what I'm getting at, like either way, it's miraculously dumb. I, mm-hmm. I can't get over how stupid the idea of this movie is. Um, it just also doesn't 
make a lot of sense. Like, I don't like the... I don't like that they made... They couldn't decide if they wanted to make them grimy horror monsters Mm -hmm. or, like, a futuristic, clean, like, perfect torture. Right. Which I think that's more interesting. I would have liked if they were, like... In in a, I don't know if you've never played the game Blasphemous, right? No. Blasphemous is a game that is crazy. It's really good. It's one of my favorites. Uh, it takes place in like this fantasy version of like uh, Roman Catholic Spain, where like all like gods are like real and tangible, mm-hmm. and everyone, everyone has to flail themselves or like somehow torture themselves to like bear witness to the miracle mm-hmm. of God. Um, so everyone is like this gorgeous flower of like flailed flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks really cool. It's all pixel art and stuff. Um, and it's a little gross, but it's actually more just cool looking. And I wish that it was sort of more in that way of like, oh, we're like scientifically causing you pain in this really cool looking way. But like the movie's so hack that they're also like, well, they've got to be demon like, like the makeup on the demons and the, the, uh, the tortured people like have like that, like early two thousands, like yellow veins all through them, you know, Mm -hmm. it like looks so stupid. And I don't like, they can't decide if they want to be like grimy dug up in a hole tortured or like minority report laser torture right Um, yeah i mean it just it definitely feels like this movie just wants to have its cake and eat it too in a lot of different respects right where like it wants to be this nihilistic you know death is the end nothing matters thing but it also wants to be like you know she's inspiring because she's holding strong and and you know she she won't let them get to her and, and, and it wants to be this grimy, you know, early 2000s horror aesthetic, but it also wants to be like the Resident Evil sort of aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, it's all over the place for me. Um, and, and again, it really bears repeating that it is just two movies. It's two different movies. Two different things are happening. Like, it just yeah. isn't. It, 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 it's in Congress, like the way that it it sets you up with this whole thing about Lucy escaping from torture and then getting revenge. And there's this monster and then just a snap. And then suddenly it's uh, none of that stuff matters and doesn't factor into the rest of the movie at all. And I'll say this, the acting there in the first half of the movie or the first movie that it is, mm-hmm. is good. Um, And I think that if this movie was, just one of the what is now a very tired uh trope at this point but of using violence and torture like using this sort of horror as like a metaphor for processing trauma and Mm -hmm. guilt of like being abused as a kid and then how that changes thing okay that would have been a fine movie like you could have gone a haneke route and done a funny games with a little more violence or a little more horror elements I would have been happy if it kept going that way. The ha- the second half of this movie is unbearably stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, because once Lucy's whole thing is over, it's just fucking boring. 
It's like, boring. Nothing happens anymore. The movie's over, and we're just kind of sweeping up the theater at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I, I'll admit that I was very tense. Like, I was very like, oh, I don't want to look at this. Like, I kept looking away and, mm-hmm. like, like looking at my phone because I was like, I don't want to see any. Like, I, it, but it was way more about what people said about the movie than what the movie actually is. Yeah. Like, once you're there, you're done with anything really gross like once you get you've gotten through the worst of it (laughs) yeah once you get past the staples coming out of the girl's head um which is gross but again like she's trying to rescue her and you're looking at like the aftermath of this gross thing Mm -hmm. um once that's over the torture movie is over like (laughs) then you're just watching an awful 20 minute long music video for clocks that involves a girl getting punched by a, a guy in a, in like, <laughs> it looks like he's going out clubbing in New York. He's wearing, <laughs> he's wearing the like waiter outfit that guy's wearing. Yeah. You know? It's like black shirt with tucked into black pants with a belt. Um, that's all it is for so long. Yeah. I can't stress enough how bad that part is. Um, so we have to start wrapping up because, uh, this we only have service five is going to run out of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have to start wrapping up, but I just want to say, I can't imagine why anyone would watch this movie. I don't trust you. If you like this movie, <laughs> like <laughs> the weird thing is, is though, I don't think this would be anywhere near the bottom top 10, the bottom. Oh, 10. no, 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 no. Like, it's, a, it's, it's a fourth column for sure, but it's fourth column, but it's, it's, it's not, so incompetent and embarrassing for the first half. Like mm-hmm. it's sort of just like a kind of weird horror movie. Then it be, then it really bites the dust halfway through and yeah. just makes me mad. Yeah. It kind of feels at times like, um, like lock stock and two smoking barrels where you kind of are watching it and you're like, this is dumb bullshit, but you can kind of see within it you're like i can see how this guy can make a good movie if somebody directs him the right way some good influences get into his life you know like i can see how this will eventually form into a pretty competent filmmaker but right now you know it ain't there yeah uh now your letterbox review is a little bit higher than i would have imagined Mm. um do you like more do you like this more than i like it probably yeah um it it I think it was fine. I think um, I wouldn't watch it again. And I, I feel like it really, I don't know. It, it. So many of the Letterboxd reviews are all people saying like, I'd never watch this. Don't watch it. And like giving it five stars. I really can't stress <laughs> enough that like what we are saying when we say don't watch this is it's boring. It's, <laughs> it's boring <laughs> as hell. <laughs> it also doesn't add up to anything. It doesn't like, add up to anything. But I think my I gave it three stars, and I think that was probably a little overly generous. Um, I think if I if I allowed myself to go back and change my stars, I probably would have given it more like two. Um, sure. But I think you know I think some of the effects look pretty good. I think like when she pulls the mask off of the lady and it's all goopy underneath, that's pretty good looking. I think the flayed yeah body suit looks pretty good. I think um, that's true. Lucy when she's in her shotgun killer outfit. Very nice. <laughs> I simply I mean, must agree. I, I mean, <laughs> she's crazy, but 
yeah you're kind of like i don't know like maybe i could like maybe i could skirt the line I can, a little I bit can maybe save I can, her, yeah. I could zig and zag a little bit i could save her or maybe at least like you no know. her actress is a very beautiful woman um and they they style her very nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah and she's cool she's she looks cool in the yeah i have to agree um yeah they're both very attractive women uh I do appreciate, I wanted to say real quick, uh, I do appreciate this movie for not being gratuitously like sexualizing. Mm -hmm. It's all women. Um, but the nudity that is in this movie is all bad. Like, yes, it's all very medical in nature. I was going to say that too. I forgot about that, that I was watching that sequence where the guy is beating her up and I'm like, I'm surprised he's not raping her a little bit. Like if the whole point of this is to like degrade and torture these women until, you know, they're broken and whatever, like I'm a little surprised it's not on the menu. Right. Not again, not that I want to see it. Not that I'm asking for it, but I'm a little bit like, I'm a little bit like, I don't know. This doesn't really seem in keeping with the spirit of this movie (laughs) that, (laughs) yeah. So (laughs) everything's staying above the belt. (laughs) We simply must uh, end. Uh, I will not (laughs) recommend it. Uh, will you recommend it? No. Okay. No recommend. Uh, thanks everyone for listening to Generation Loss. This has been a show about movies. Thank you very much, Dark Council, for uh, selecting the movies for us. Next week we are watching Saw X. Uh, get excited for that. Uh, go to patreon.com/slash Generation Loss. And until next time, that's, that's movies. movies. <laughs>